When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. A popular agritourism destination in Poinette continues to grow and diversify to meet demand. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Daryl Schenenberg tells us about his 151-year-old farm called Creek Bed Country Pharmacy. He also shares how the berry crop has been now that we're nearing the end of the picking season. So our farm starts in June, typically with strawberries. And then from there, depending upon the season, that, that's going to take us into uh, peach season which is in August and after August uh, we go right into the fall with the corn maze um, that type of thing um, that goes through the end of October and then we have started Christmas trees but that's uh, probably about six to seven years away before we would start that so we make donuts fresh daily um, during our seasons um, we do you know a ton of different things like that um, we've got a full playground that is set up um, for specific seasons too so yeah it is a lot of a lot of agritainment we do sell quarters halves and holes on the side too so of beef yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna go out on a limb and and guess that for the past 150 years it wasn't always that way another thing that makes your farm unique is that it is 151 years this year um yeah my wife could probably uh fill in a few more details with this but yeah if you go way back you know five generations i mean it was strictly just you know milking cows a few pigs um you know uh, i think about how they were out plowing fields with horses and uh, just so many different things that started small and uh, just continued to you know evolve into a little a little bigger operation a few more acres of land um, basically the original farm is uh, 60 acres or 63 acres of land that they had um, way back when and then we've just you know um, moved to this farm actually where we're where the agritourism is in 1970s so it's it's uh, yeah a combination of just continuing on I guess and and uh, we decided that you know instead of competing against all the big farms we would try to um, just you know stay small and do something and diversify and that's basically where where we're at today educating the public of course is huge Uh, people do not know where their food comes from so that is a big part of it Um, many many people appreciate the fact of being able to come out and actually see where their food is grown talk to the farmer and um, you know take it back to town and tell somebody about it. Daryl's wife, Julie Schenenberg, gives us a little more about the history of Creek Bed Country Pharmacy. So the Schenenbergs, it would have been great, uh, Daryl's third great-grandfather came here in 1871 from Germany. The culture here uh, was very inviting. Columbia County in and of itself um, had a lot of German population. They spoke German. The church services were in German. We had three German newspapers, things like that. And actually his uh, great-great-great-grandfather that came over had an uncle that was already in Portage uh, running a grocery store. So the landscape here was very similar to what they were used to. They liked it. And I believe it was maybe a dozen years after he arrived, he was able to purchase his first farmland. So very hardworking. Quite the the change then too to where we are today and having a niche market it comes with its own unique challenges. Let's talk about the growing season this year beginning when your season started in, in the spring. 
walk us through how the start of the season went. I guess to start with, um, you know, you look at our winter, it was quite dry. Um, we did not have very much snow. And as we went into spring, it stayed cool. And there's no question that uh, if you look at last year to this year, um, everything is probably two weeks behind. So we uncovered the strawberries two weeks later than normal. And it really showed when it was time, let's say, for blossoms to come out. You know, that crop had been trying to grow, but it didn't really have a chance to put a ton of blossoms on. So the crop was probably about 50% of what it is on a normal year in production-wise, but also a lot later. Um, and there was some uh, bug uh, problems, too. But I don't know if that was as widespread as just the, the cool springs. So... Um, we noticed even with our traditional crops, uh, just with the corn and beans, um, that they were slow to get going, beans in particular. Uh, the pumpkin crop is way behind too. Um, if uh, you were to look at the stage of the pumpkins today compared to a year ago, I'm, I'm sure we're more than two weeks behind on that. It's been, yeah, it's been a challenge, but, uh, you know, usually it, it makes up for it sometime during the summer and hopefully we'll catch up. Yeah, where are you at? in the season right now is it almost wrapped up or are you still offering people out here um it is just about wrapped up we've got one late variety that uh is still coming on but it's a very short quick you know variety um it does produce a really nice berry but uh it'll probably just be possibly a weekend or a long weekend maybe four days at the most and then we'll finally the season will be done but uh, we've never had strawberries this late in the season picking ever so very very strange and the weather's not the only thing that poses challenges you already mentioned you had some pest problems then you also have to deal with supply chain issues and inflation walk me through what you had to do this year differently in order to get what you needed for the season well <laughs> for for one i guess starting early this year was probably your best friend um there's a lot of suppliers that do have supply but you know it's limited so we started way back in uh, December contacting whether it's our packaging or you know your specialty sprays. Um, we've probably got three or four different co-ops or individuals that we work with um, just to try to get the sprays that we needed. Um, actually, I contacted a, a supplier just the other day about a spray and he said, yeah, that they don't have it anymore. So I think being early this year was your friend. Uh, packaging wise, um, you just always wanna err on the side of caution to make sure that you've got plenty. Um, ahead of time uh, you, you know if you run out last minute you're you're definitely not going to find it so um, and inflation of course is nobody's friend um, that has been really really tough there's no question that uh, the price of everything has just you know been way 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 out of control um, fertilizer prices you know it's all cutting into our bottom line as far as our, our profit and uh um, every everybody in agriculture agriculture knows that you just kind of got to weather the storm and hope that some of this uh, levels out hopefully have you had to raise prices to make up for some of those extra costs uh, we have we've raised them uh, some but we haven't raised them you know as much as you know as it would take to cover all the costs but uh, you know you kind of want to hit that happy medium and hopefully somebody wants to come back you know next year um, that's you know typically in agriculture <laughs> you're never able to pass all your your costs on but uh yeah we raised raised it some to help out yeah and you and i are talking in south central wisconsin and point at so when you speak of some of these challenges are you speaking for all growers in the area um, from what you've heard is it differing by region when it comes to weather pests 
Um, I would say it's throughout the state. Um, we have been in contact with other growers that are as far north as north of Green Bay, um, Eau Claire. Um, they have seen, yeah, the weather has definitely, you know, changed their growing season. Uh, Pest-wise, I'm not so for certain. Um, some of the pests that are around are more so in the southern part where it's warmer. Um, the northern part, I don't know if uh, they had quite as uh, many issues. But, uh, yeah, as a whole, I would say it's it's throughout the state, even into Michigan, too. We've talked with growers there, too, and they're they're all on the same page, so... I don't want to sit here and just dwell on the challenges. I guess what what has gone well this season? What are you looking forward to this season? You know, just just operating another year. I guess in this business, there's so many people that have been with us, you know, for the duration of just 11 years. But they started coming to our farm that uh, they they enjoy coming out here. Um, you know, no matter if the crop is great or if it's smaller or you know they're looking forward to season this will be the first time we've ever harvested a crop of peaches and and uh, for Wisconsin that's not very common um, so we've got a lot of people that are pretty excited about that and, and the fall is always a big um, attraction people love to come and pick a pumpkin ride a hayride um, fresh apple cider donuts hot chocolate it's all it's all good uh, weather permitting of course <laughs> yeah and such a diversified operation a lot of different specialty crops should folks appreciate how labor intensive is what intensive it is when they come out uh yeah absolutely um the amount of labor i guess that we put into it you know you you just don't even think about it you just got to get up and do it um you know we've got a lot of good help um we do a lot obviously ourselves our family our kids help a lot too uh but we yeah we just you know try to put every bit of effort we have into making a good crop or or making a a nice uh, atmosphere for people to come out so it, it is it's it's a lot how many chrysanthemums did you have to water before you installed drip irrigation? 500. Uh, yeah, 500. We had 500 last year, and that was a daily process. Well, then we, we uh, decided to go to a drip line this year. So um, it's, yeah, we should have done it right away, but we didn't. Of course, typical farmer, you know, save a few dollars. But, um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's another little caveat, too, so... And then just reflecting on the, the 151 years that this farm's, your family's been operating uh, in farming, what about the next generation? Is there interest there to continue the work? Is that a conversation that you're having? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, we've got uh, two daughters and a son, and I think they all have some interest in it. You know, we tell them they need to go get their education and work for other people to see what it's like, you know, to uh, work for somebody else. But um, in general, I would say they they do enjoy it, and they know that it's it's just a a gradual process. You know, this does not happen. It's it's kind of slow actually, because every year you got to do the same thing. But what do you add? You add something new, or you know, you try to make something a little nicer. Um, it, it it takes time. It takes takes a long time. Daryl Shedenberg, along with us from Creek Bed Country Pharmacy in Poinette. for the Midwest Farm Report. I'm Stephanie Hoff.